Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. I am, of course, here joined by my sister, Kix. Hi, Kix. Hello. What's up? It's been a journey. <laughs> it's been a journey. <laughs> um, famously, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Georgia, so it's been a journey to be live on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> It's a miracle we're here. Yeah. We have to thank the podcasting <laughs> gods that we're all here together yes. today. And we might not all be here by the end of it. So we'll see what happens. We're just going with um, it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going with it. But we're going to jump straight into our episode today because we got lots to chat about. Um, we have uh, Steve joining us today from Faces, the face of Faces by Bravo. If you don't follow Faces by Bravo, do you even do drag? No, do you even watch Do you, Faces? Even, do you Bravo? even watch Bravo? Yeah. <laughs> He is like the one of the funniest Bravo accounts we have, one of the OG Bravo accounts, in my opinion. And uh, Steve is here with all his hot takes and his <laughs> tangents. Hi, Steve. What's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. Happy uh, is Thursday. It'll be Friday when people listen to this. So happy Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. Wait, where are you in Georgia right now? I um don't know. I, I think oh the last the last place I saw was Clayton. <laughs> Which is like North Georgia. <laughs> well, okay. well back up. Where are we? <laughs> What's okay, going so on? Kicks, I live in, lived in New York. I, yes. So, okay. Long story long. And then moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live in Atlanta, but we're away for the weekend. And I actually don't really know Got where. It. But I am looking at farms. So. <laughs> right. Nice. It's like in New York, like we were like, oh, I went upstate. And everyone's like, where? And you're like, upstate. <laughs> you know, upstate. One you know, of those like, places. And, you know, the circle house yeah, that Lou yeah. lived in? Somewhere around there. Okay, okay, that's Kingston. I'm getting to know upstate now. So that's Kingston. Kingston, I've not actually stayed in. But like, I, my so my boyfriend is from like actual upstate. Like, like Albany. Up, like, like can, There's like not Canada. a like, uh, town called upstate, right? <laughs> Steve, there isn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely, I, I feel like people say upstate all the time, and I, I wasn't ever sure if there's truly an upstate and there's a it, region. I or... get it. Sure. <laughs> so what upstate? So upstate has different definitions. So let's break it down. So to uh, to people who live in New York, anything north of a Washington Heights is upstate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's Westchester, which is 20 minutes out of the city. We're like, that's upstate. Like yeah. anywhere that has nature, upstate. You might but need to people, yeah, a passport right. at that point. Right, that right. So, but to people who are actually from New York, upstate is like Albany up, like gotcha. Albany to Canada, and Albany is very far from New York City. Gotcha. Yeah, geography uh, lesson. Yes. So there you go. There's your. Not my strong <laughs> suit. I and in the end, I don't even really know because we're from Texas. <laughs> we're not even from New York City. I moved to LA in February of 2019, and I still, when people tell me like I'm getting on like the 10, I don't know what that means, and it's been two years. Like, well, we're all in this together because I'm looking at farmland. So, <laughs> where did you move from LA? Where did you move from to LA? So I lived in DC from right when I got out of grad school in 2012 until February of 2019. Um, I live, yeah, so like going at like eight seven and a half, eight years. And then um, my boyfriend and I moved out here, I guess, two years ago. Cool. Yeah. I say this like every time we essentially record, but there are so many Bravo accounts that are it's from crazy. the DC area. What yeah. is it? I I don't know, actually. That's, that's a good point. I feel like recently I, I didn't realize for a while that there were so many there until like 
talking and DMing with a lot of them. But yeah, that seems like there was. Yeah, well, because we, yeah, like Ch- Ono Bravo, Mixing with Moni. Um, Fun fact, Taria, Mixing with Ta- Moni. Moni and I were literally at Monique's first live podcast. Oh, you were there. Like, I remember seeing her, but we oh, didn't know there? each other. Like, I didn't, yeah. like, I did not know her, but I remembered her face when we realized that we were both there that day. I was like, oh my God, I saw you. I, like, vividly remember seeing you across the room. <laughs> yes, because you are friends with Monique, correct? Yes, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I like to say, I guess, um, in February, I traded my... Um, What's it called? My champagne flute for love a it. diamond. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I love it. Yeah, we traded we traded our trashy Dallas star for and now uh, New York. Now City I have apple. a peach. Well, now Kix, ha- Kix has a peach. Oh, now Kix, you got a you, peach. We're covering all you, the bases. We really are. You, yeah. you're just yeah. moving to House of City. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Maybe I go to Melbourne. Go to Salt Lake. Join yeah. Mary's church. <laughs> Yes, yes, please. I want you to hold a snowflake. I will literally, if I had to move to Salt Lake, I would be in Mary's church, like, before I even got there. I, you sign me up right now. Like, I would go straight on in. (laughs) The thing is, I worry that you can't get out. Like, I worry once you're in, once you're in, you're, you're there. Trap me like Mary in her closet. (laughs) I'm fine with that. (laughs) Literally. Um, no, well, so before we jump into all of our segments and stuff, I do want you to just, um, explain not explain <laughs> faces by bravo but but t- tell us your journey with faces by bravo how did it start i apologize to anyone that has to hear me say this every time but it's literally the truth of my story um so i never really had hobbies and like i needed a hobby i was working as a nurse i work three days a week right and i don't work out i don't like it so I don't believe okay. in it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but bottomless brunch was literally not sustainable as my only hobby. Um, yes. So yes. Bravo, my yeah, right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's great. I'll do it, but it just can't be my only thing. So um, <laughs> my friends and I in DC, we love. Bravo. We talk Bravo all the time. Like my boyfriend would joke, like anytime he hangs out with us, um, there's always like, there's like a time frame where it it switches from a group party to the four or five, six, whoever is there that watches Bravo, all of a sudden a switch turns on and you guys are, you're unable to stop talking. (laughs) Like we can't cut us off. So um, I just randomly started it as a hobby and literally had zero intention of the future of it. I just was using it as an outlet for my opinions and it just kind of like took off out of no, like it was wild. And I just am riding, riding it out. Like it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's great. You're hilarious. I do. (laughs) You posted something like literally like as we we got onto this recording and we, (laughs) I would be remiss not to bring it up, okay? So um, Steve posted just recently um, that Vicky is apparently starting something called the Fresh Princess v- Vicky G. Vicky G? <laughs> I, I, and to which I you can't. said, wait, 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 I'm, I'm going to give you props here because I really liked this, your your your, your tweet or post or whatever this is here. Um, this is sending me so much. I would bet on Melissa Gorga's missing sister's life that Vicky has never watched even a minute of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I stand and I by bet. that statement. I stand by your statement. I feel that. I, yeah, that's true. No, what it, 
Can you unpack this Vicky Gumbelson post for us, Steve? I would love to. I would love okay. to, but I, I just, I, I'm confused. And <laughs> that, that, like, I'm okay with it. You've said everything that needed to be said. So the tweet she said, she said, you may be wondering what is going on with my profile. Yes, I pic, am. Which I am. <laughs> yeah. Think, Vicky, Vicky, thank you for clearing the air. Yes, I yeah. am. Mm -hmm. um, I have some very exciting things in store for my fans with digital NFTs. What is NFT? Am I an idiot? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. NFTs you can own forever on a digital blockchain. <laughs> what? what is it? I don't know. Like, what is I know this? it sounds crazy. More updates to come. I, I will also mail signed photos with each purchase. This feels like a hack. A network file transfer is the process of receiving or sending files or data over a local or global network. So she's trying to start such like as the internet. Bitcoin. Oh, my but the currency God. you lost me the a currency you is uh, housewife cameo like it, it could be anything at this point i um learned what bitcoin was like well <laughs> I, I i've heard of bitcoin for a while but <laughs> okay. i decided to like just learn what it was like a couple weeks ago or a month ago and i was watching this documentary and i was like Oh, huh, this is interesting. I think I should buy a Bitcoin. <laughs> I go on the internet. I'm like, okay, so how do I buy this? Oh, it's at the time it was 30 some thousand dollars right. for one Bitcoin. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I'll put a hundred bucks and buy a Bitcoin. Sure. No, that's not how it works. Apparently. <laughs> I'm picturing you um, like that meme of the woman with the nails, and chewing like, gum. Yes. The, like, that was literally me. I'm like on my computer watching this fascinating documentary about Bitcoin and me thinking this whole time I could just put a hundred bucks in and get a Bitcoin. Mm. You couldn't. You can't do that. It's, it's, no. It's, 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 a, it's a lot more than that. It's definitely a lot more. It's probably like mm, probably a first year housewife salary at this point. Oh, that feels cheap to me. I thought it was like, I thought we were thinking like 200K minimum. No. So um, when I was watching at the time, I think it was like 31 or 33,000. But oh, okay. um, my boyfriend's so into it now. So he said, I think today it's in the four, 46 or something thousand for one Bitcoin. Yeah, that's, that's 46 insane. more than I have. So we won't be participating. Yeah. In I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just <laughs> dump 46,000 into Bitcoin. Sure. But no. just, that's no, just Steve, one. Before we jump into. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, no, wait. Before I thought I could jump... have like five of them at that point. Right. Now, before we jump into Bravo stuff, I do, since you seem to be the brunch aficionado, I need some brunch recs. So if, if I'm in, so I need brunch recs for DC and for, um, uh la okay so granted i hope that all these restaurants are still like thriving <laughs> sure yes. support oh, local support. businesses yes everyone, okay yeah. <laughs> um my favorite brunch spot in dc is um oh my god why am i gonna blank right now it was literally across the street was it isn't dc such a blast okay so the fun. gay bars were so fun so yeah so much fun like it's truly a blessing I, but when i was leaving unfortunately a lot of the dc gay nightlife like two major like town do you, i'm yes, assuming you went that to was one of the places you were there is that the place with the is that the place with like the top floor the dance mm -hmm. yeah the, da the well, dance. Agent, i go the top floor is the <laughs> dance 
<laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> no, Mandy. Mandy. The Mandy Slutsker was telling us that the place that that it's closed now. Yeah, it's closed. Yeah. Um, but and then Cobalt is the other one that was like a smaller, trashier version of it that was a lot of fun. That also closed. So a lot of the gay bars are like. And that they closed pre-COVID or is it mm -hmm. like yeah oh, wow. towns was like bought out by it for like apartments there's literally a brand new huge apartment building there oh, that sucks. um yeah and then the gay bar or cobalt they're turning into like condos but um I don't know why I'm sorry I'm losing no, it's track fine. No, <laughs> I haven't fine. found the restaurant yet I didn't mean I didn't but... mean to spr spring it on you what's like what's like our go if, if we go visit you in LA Steve what's the what's yes. the brunch spot where are we going after what's the gay bar we're going to yeah give us a stuff? whole Sunday okay, fun so day I love yeah I love to brunch at Rocco's it's not a brunch spot per se it's actually just a gay bar Lance Basson's at least a portion of it um I always have a blast there because it's easy chill food um good drinks and then i if i want i can just stay there for the rest of the night because that's <laughs> sure huge party or you know i can bop around throughout weho and it's perfect um if you want like a classier little brunch sitch uh the ivy people watching no one said good. classy i don't know why you thought <laughs> i don't classy. i don't do that shit give me endless uh bottomless mimosas or just just serve me alcohol and I'm fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, Fam I famously, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm like so excited to get back to Sunday fun day. Yeah, like, same. same. When this pandemic's over, I, you can take away Friday and Saturday from me. Take them away. I don't care. Sunday fun day is my jam. It's what's better than just like it, it it's when it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and then you blink and it's 9 p.m. <laughs> and you, a drag queen is staring at you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like if I am not performing my performing my rendition of Ariana Grande by myself on the dance floor by at least six p.m., like I have not had a day. You're not doing drag. No. <laughs> like literally, I have my performance planned out. I'm ready. Um, I'm not even in drag, right. but I feel like I am, and I'm out yep. just doing my thing. <laughs> Love it. Um, wait. So, Steve. So we ask all of our guests our first kind of like intro into reality. Um, into, into our segments is what reality television made you a dumpster diva which is like our question just like where did you enter into this realm when were you hooked all that stuff so I would say for Bravo specifically or reality reality no anything, yeah. what, anything? No, okay. like the I beginning mean, the beginning for you but then I, would I would love to hear Bravo too okay so my first exposure to Bravo was I was a senior in high school and I remember the promos coming out for Real Housewives of Orange County and that was the era of like the OC. Um, fun fact: I have not ever watched Laguna Beach or um, oh. the Hills and stuff. I like, was I a didn't Hills. Watch that stuff. I was a Hills girl. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I watched Hills, I, but not Laguna. I've never seen. I haven't. I've seen like an episode or two of the Hills, um, but other than that, I, that was not my jam. But um, the OC, I loved, and I was just fascinated by behind the gates kind of deal um yeah. and these people's lifestyle so I was like so ready to watch it watched the first episode or two and I just didn't get it I, it wasn't what I expected I guess um and I kind of fell off of Bravo I guess really then because that was my only intro to or my only show that I was planning to watch on Bravo and 
years later in college, um, my roommate was watching Real Housewives of New Jersey, and it was when Teresa flipped the table that I immediately was like, I need to watch every Real Housewives immediately. Once I like something, and you probably can tell by me running this Bravo account, once I like something, I am committed, and I will like beat it to death. So I went back, watched everything over and over again. Like I, I, I was hooked. And it's weird because I'm not a huge Teresa fan, but I owe Teresa <laughs> my Bravo life. I mean, I feel, no, I do feel like most people, a lot of people are on a similar journey with you because like she is the problematic fave of, I would say all Bravo, you know, it's like, because she has mm-hmm. the most, she brings it every single time. And she just has the most and iconic, no, you're fine. I, she just has the most iconic like storyline period throughout her whole thing. Yeah. I was always like, when I think people mistake when I say like how much I don't like Teresa, I think they interpret that as like, I want her off the show. And that is like two to- totally different statements. I recognize her worth in, for the show. I can still not like her. Okay, thank you. This is such a, you're bringing up a great point, Steve, because I, something as, as like, as, I don't want to say this, as like cancel culture happens, I think people think when people say I don't like them, that means that they hate them. Yes. And it's like, no, that's not the point. Like the reason, the half the reason I watch Real Houses of New York is to see Ramona be a fucking monster. So okay, thank I don't, you. I'm not saying I want to be friends with her. I'm not saying I kiss the ground she walks on. All I'm saying is that, like, when I say I don't like her as a person, but I like her for my show, like, there's two different things. Like, uh, Teresa, I don't want to be your friend, and I, I actually don't even know if I like her on the show. Like, she pisses me off sometimes, but, like, or most of the time. <laughs> All the time. But but at the same time, I have to throw respect on her name because yeah, where would truly. we be without her, you know? People get, people take it too seriously. It's like, recognize the fact that like this is a show totally i always unless you see me say directly this person i think this person needs to be off the show me not liking them does not equate me wanting them to not be on the show Completely it's just agree. it's yeah i think and there's people that do recognize that and then there's people that are like so into their faves that they think it's an attack and like they take AKA, it personal. Right. <laughs> right. Lisa yeah, Vanderpump absolutely. Oh my God. The LVP stands like ruin the fun. Beverly Hills social media. <laughs> they ruin the fun of the show. Like it's 1, like, thousand percent. You, you know, but wait, so we have, we'd be remiss not to talk about the news that happened moments before we got on this Zoom call, which is that um, Tinsley and Scott are not getting married. No, they called off their engagement. Honestly, yeah, not that they're not getting married yet. They're literally called off their engagement. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. which I'm not really, frankly, surprised. I am so happy. Yeah, no, not at all. I'm not either. But she has to be literally like punching herself over the fact that she left this show. She didn't want to leave that show. She was I mean, like, Scott, I'll do this for you because I want to be with you. And then she did it. And then he fucked her over. So I'm like, I'm team Tinsley in this. I'm like, you made her move, do all these things for you. And like, you're, you don't, and I don't love Tinsley. I think she's great for the, t- for, for the show. I actually do think she's a fun housewife. Cause she's like, she's different than the other women. Like it's, a, it's always fun when not all of them are like, you know, drunk old biddies, but mm-hmm. like, it's fun to have her in the mix there. But I just, and I feel bad for her in 
and I'm in her defense in the fact that like she essentially this man made her leave the show and he fucked her over. Yeah, I am definitely team Tinsley on the relationship. Like he's, I feel like Scott is, and I've you know heard that he is truly garbage to her, um, and we've seen a lot of it, but also behind the scenes stuff that we haven't seen. And yeah, you know, I will say like, I I mean I'm not surprised by the the news. It is shocking because you know we saw this fairy tale ending for like Tinsley got such a good send-off nobody gets those types of send-offs i kind no. of think if anyone else left mid-season and got this like like the only thing that comes to mind mid-season is like a gina keo when i was, back in, I was like, thinking kim five. zolciak but she didn't even get a, a, a beautiful goodbye no, she no, was no, like I, sorry camera I just, I don't, yeah i don't mean that it was good it was just like that was like a mid-season send-off that happened yeah, yeah but like know. tinsley had this beautiful like the moment her like driving away in the in the car like talking about her future it was like nobody gets this treatment good for you yeah it was so like like, this is a good movie fairy tale thing yeah i mean they literally was like she gets her prince Um, charming and like all this stuff and it's like what every it looked like an episode of gossip girl maybe that was intentional but (laughs) for who she is but yeah yeah oh my god yes i never even thought about that yeah you really just cracked that unintentionally yeah yeah i just i just i will say too (laughs) no 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 say that again steve (laughs) um i'm not a big tinsley fan per se like i never felt like she was an asset to the show she was fine for the show for me um but I, I honestly always said, I don't know why Dale, other than the fact Dale doesn't live in New York, but Dale was actually more of a better fit than Tinsley was with the cast. Yeah. Um, but at the reunion last year was the first time I felt like we finally saw Tinsley grow into like this person that could actually be on Housewives and be very like, she actually brings a lot to the table. Like she was finding her voice and like not backing down to Dorinda. Um, although I was kind of team Dorinda in a lot of it, um, just not her delivery. No, I agree, I agree. Of course we get that Tinsley and she's gone now. So I'm bummed about that. Yeah, it's like she was, it's, it's interesting. Well, I guess my next question I would have is, I wonder what Dorinda did today when she found <laughs> out about this because no, because Dorinda had so much anger f- towards her for leaving the show because of Scott. And she had so much anger towards Scott that we like suddenly found out about like, and I just wonder how this landed on her because I actually think that if Tinsley had not been with Scott, I don't think Dorinda would have left the show because I don't think Dorinda would have gotten so angry. And they, I don't think that they would have gotten rid of her because of her anger. Do you see what there's I mean? Like it was like a domino effect. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I have heard. Um, and that makes so much sense about like the Dorinda story and uh-huh. all of that. I'm not going to break that down on here because was, I, would you like to use this as <laughs> yeah, a platform let me to use break this that down? <laughs> I, because it's, I did not witness any of this personally. I will never go on record talking about it. I'm happy to talk about it off, but it makes literally so much sense why Dorinda was the way she was last season. I mean, I was, because last season I knew some of this stuff, like I was watching it with that lens. Um, But I see the other lens where, you know, looking at Dorinda, she looks absolutely insane. 
like the way she yeah. was coming it was so misplaced and i don't i do think dorinda was clearly going through a lot last year and i think there was some misplaced anger but i also truly believe there was almost a protectiveness for tinsley and frustration um for her going back to scott so um yeah. because of all of it so yeah yeah i think dorinda enjoyed a bottle of vodka yes probably this afternoon <laughs> at the bluestone manor That's a dirty fine. martini if you will yeah wait yeah, okay yeah. so I speaking agree. of other news that happened this week and which is a good segment into a segue excuse me into dallas so this brandy's husband at a bar kissing a woman um is this something that like is shocking to people i'm not a big like dallas fan but i don't know if like this has happened before or have like these allegations come up before oh i mean i feel like brian and i feel like we don't talk about it enough i feel like travis as well i feel like they literally don't even try to like show that they're faithful to their marriages because like they blatantly will go out with like women and stuff and be photographed um oh and travis was yeah 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 like with brian i think actually i think it was the two yeah. of them with these two girls and so it was not shocking it, the only thing shocking about it was actually <laughs> having footage of it like <laughs> no one literally yeah. footage thought that brian was this faithful husband by any means but i also um, breaking down the logistics of it i have to laugh because like that footage had to have been a gay guy because who knows <laughs> no one watches dallas so who the fuck and certainly no one knows who this no, mother, was, this redhead motherfucker is so who literally in club was, who no in a club was like that is Brandy's husband besides like a gay. Like well, yeah, 1, because he's literally like, no... like rarely on camera. Not like I would say the other husbands are on Dallas. And he... So it's like, <laughs> I didn't even, I like, if I saw that out of the blue, I'd have been like, who's that? <laughs> and he's, he's not even on... like a prize to be won. <laughs> like I'm not drooling over this man by any means. No, like, yeah. I, Good for I don't you. Know. This is Brian. Um, <laughs> That's not a prize. <laughs> Give me someone else. Give me Jeremy. If we're talking Dallas men. If we have to. Yes, if we I have agree. to. I agree. Right. Give me right. Jeremy. Or no, Tiffany Moon's <gasps> husband. I'm obsessed yes. with him. Yes, he. Mm -hmm. I would say he's he's the best at all of them. Wait, so let's let's yeah. let's talk briefly about Dallas because the end of Dallas, we had this party for Tiffany Moon that um um <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> Brandy, Cameron, Carrie. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. I, the way I hate Carrie is just so manifested. Just on record, Tom, so you Carrie, would, you don't like Carrie and you don't like her for Bravo or you just don't like her, but you like her for TV. Oh, great question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel for Carrie because I do know her personally. She is. Oh. <laughs> oh no, no 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 it's not a no that is it's not a because i to totally i mean it's reality tv um yeah. i do like she's literally a blast she's so fun so when i watch it i'm laughing because like she really she, she's a hard edit <laughs> or if that's truly her in those moments then 
Like she goes it's harsh. fucking it's not good. She does not. Come she off goes likeable. fucking in on <laughs> tequila. Like that's the kind of fun I want to be at her age. Where I love just it. Tequila shots. It has to be cold. That's what I mean. Like that's yeah. the side I love. <laughs> And it's so, she's so fun. And her daughter is so sweet. She lives out here in LA. Um, and <laughs> I'm laughing because you're like, at this point, like Carrie's going to be like waving in the Zoom. You're like, Carrie's actually with me. She's actually, um, <laughs> hey, Care. <laughs> no, uh, it's, she's wonderful. So I feel bad for how the show, I mean, I can't blame editing because it's her doing it. But right. I feel like there's a layer to her that we don't see on television. And I don't know if it's a, if it's just she doesn't show it as much, or there's just like I don't know. It just she doesn't translate well. I feel like on television, from what I've been around her in person. So I can see that she's a great time. Yeah. I I do acknowledge yeah. that. I think what's hard for me is like she's been so hard on Tiffany, oh, and then she's totally. so hard on Deandra. She seems like a hard person to be friends with. I think is like where I get frustrated, and I I don't know. I don't know. I agree. I mean, watching her, like, it's tough. Like, she she does not come off well at all. And I she has been so harsh on Tiffany. And, um, I mean, every one of them has, like, Everybody. taken a shot. It's, like, exhausting. Except Deandra, I guess. But, yeah. Tiffany is literally carrying all of the health care of Dallas on her back, as well as the Real Housewives. Of yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> so, I do think that so she, Tif- like, a bit, Tiffany, like, bit off more than she could chew, I would say, just because, like, like, she is, she does make great television, but my issue is that, like, she's also a full doctor and, like, has children, and, like, it's like, okay, we, you should want to do it all, and women should do it all, but at the same time, it's hard it's hard to watch and i don't know if this is common knowledge because i didn't know this prior to being in healthcare and working in you know inpatient academic hospitals but when you think doctor like obviously everyone we, we respect doctors and how much work they do and how you know intelligent you have to be to do it but in addition to running their clinics or you know being on the floor you know, running, being the attending on for the week or whatever, they are doing research. They have to publish papers, um, all of that stuff. There's so much more to just being a doctor or being a nurse too, um, than just like taking care of the patients. There's so much more on top of it. So I cannot imagine how she is doing all of this. It is mind blowing to me. Yeah, I feel I can, like I there's no agree. way that but there's enough also, hours in the day. I'm like, when does this woman sleep? But she, she is doesn't. literally, like you said, phenomenal television without even trying. Like, I know, and I want her to stay on the show uh, because I think that she could be a good asset to the show if the show gets to move forward or not because I know that their viewership is pretty low and it's been kind of like a sleepy season. It's not been sleepy. I love it. I actually have loved I it. No. There's just something missing, and it's not Leanne that's missing. It's just there's something missing, and I think I think it's hard to see a bunch of white women and Tiffany. I think that's difficult. I think we I've said we've said this before on the podcast, but like growing up in the Dallas area, the Metroplex that we like where we grew up is very white. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that we grew up around diversity, but the okay. Dallas Metroplex is full of diversity, which is so like concerning to me why they never felt that it was important to cast 
there are there's a beautiful black community in Dallas. Like, where are they on the show? There's a beautiful Latinx community in Dallas. Why are they not on the show? Like, I don't understand why like a lot of these communities aren't represented. It doesn't have to just be like these blonde and redheaded white women, you know? Why? I mean, New York and Beverly Hills are literally the perfect example as well. Exactly. Like, it's insane. I mean, yeah, and everywhere um, too. You see, like we see how we've said this before. We see how successful Salt Lake was. And like it, it's not lost on the fact that they have a very diverse cast. You know, it's like it. Oh, totally. These major cities, there's not just white people. Like it's especially in the cities that they're using as. I mean, maybe OC is a representation. I don't know. I don't. I haven't been there, but like everywhere like, else. How was Salt Lake City the latest addition to the Housewives franchise? as well as the most diverse of right, all of the franchises. That should be the pinnacle of diversity in <laughs> I am the United shook. States of America. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I want to be clear. I'm talking about the majorly white franchises like New York, OC, Beverly Hills. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just wild. What I want to talk about with Dallas is Carrie throws this party for Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the party, we get this wild hot mic moment. Um, so, at, so at the end, Carrie is, I mean, Deandra is like saying who, who confronts someone who confronts Deandra says something oh, about her last name. She said, Jenna. Oh yeah. Jen, Jen yes, Davis. Yes. Jen, the says, friend. Of, yeah. Um, wait, if G is wait, G not Gene Simmons. Who was, what was her husband's or step? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. Name. It says why, if so-and-so Simmons was your stepfather, why is your last name Simmons? And she said, mom, why don't you answer this? Probably in that moment, you can tell she thought her mom was going to say something completely different. And then Mama D drops the bomb that she changed her name from Callaway to Simmons because she thought that she could gain more from the Simmons last name than she could from Callaway. Yeah. And Deandra loses her mind and then screams that she would lose her inheritance and she's blackout. So, so she doesn't, so she didn't remember that she said all this. Cause she literally was like, I'm going to lose my inheritance if that comes out. And it's like, well, that's what we should be talking about. Um, and then she, I mean, (laughs) I felt bad for her watching it, but I'm also like craving it because I love watching a blackout moment, but, um, BCC Sunday Fun and CC um, what we're about to talk about next is Jersey (laughs) yeah yes I have yes we have all been there and if you haven't I'm also I'm excited to get there Steve I'm excited to get there after (laughs) vaccinations roll out and I can be that messy again 1000% I want to be carried a la Jennifer Aiden home from the Abbey and WeHo. Oh, all in the way only in that nice car, and that's not in car. the Toyota Corollas that pick me up from. Oh. No, no, I actually want to be carried from the bar and people walk <laughs> me down Santa Monica <laughs> Boulevard yeah. all the way to. Oh, my I apartment. love that. I love I, that for you, Steve. I need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Dallas for a second. Let's finish it. Real yeah, quick. But like essentially, what what happens is there's a huge fight that goes down. 
um, Mama D is not drinking and Deandra's blackout and Deandra is like crying, screaming, freaking out. Mama D's like, she's just drunk. Like, and you can tell that Mama D's like, no, this is the truth. Like, it, and watching like, her you, like sinister look over from the like peeking from the like back in the dark was so yeah. funny to me. <laughs> like, Mama D's just agree. watching it like, yeah, I did this. Yes. <laughs> So worth a watch for that last scene. It was it was pretty wild. I didn't. I was having a good time watching them just get drunk, and then I then that scene happened, and I was like, "Wait, we have like Housewives content happening." Right yes. Now. So. And so this is why I think I am loving this season. Um, so I I actually liked season one. I mean, it wasn't a great season, and then two and three I loved. Four I thought was Mess. horrible. Mess. Um, but what I love about this season, it was so it's so light and such a dark time like they were yes they were in COVID and it seemed like COVID didn't exist there the way they were filming and everything but yeah. I really just wanted that from these women because last seat like for me I don't miss Housewives episodes like I watch them either in the moment or DVR within you know the within an hour or so yeah it's fun to watch it live like that totally too. but Last season of Dallas, I think, was the first time where I I just took a break from Dallas because I it was just not cute, um, and I caught up like later. And this season, I just felt the lightness. They're drinking. All the group events make it so much more fun. So I've been really yeah. Enjoying I will say it. that it is like more lighthearted. I am in and out with Dallas, mostly out. This is like the first season since like two. I think that I've watched pretty much all the way through but it is pretty light like energy like the trailer wasn't groundbreaking when it dropped but when i watched it i was like yes this is gonna be fun i want to see these girls turn up like this is exactly what i need what's more yeah um, what we're fun. seeing like fun. in atlanta just... that's working now is that they're all together and something that ha dallas do has done good has done well this whole season is that whether it's healthy or not for COVID, they've all been together in every single episode. I truly think that's the reason for their success this season is all of these group events because that's where mm -hmm. most of the shit goes down, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, um, wait, so I want to jump into Jersey because Atlanta kind of has the meat, I think, of this week's um, content. I don't know, whatever. Jersey, um, fun episode. I really do need to jump into this Michelle character because I have a lot of questions because I have come out as very anti Gorga. Oh, well, I love them for the show. Okay. I just don't trust the storyline building sometimes. <laughs> a la cut back to your thoughts on the Melissa's, um, you know, long lost sister. Yes. I, and I'm struggling to believe and trust when storylines are real or not with them. And I can't help but think that this entire Gorga Michelle storyline was written literally by Joe and Melissa before the season aired because they wanted this girl well, Michelle to come. No, I 100% I okay? agree with you. I think every time Michelle is on her screen, she's in a full beat, full Luke, like is like in the crazy. I, jumpsuits chanel everything she's like ready to go it's just like auditioning and i've said that before but and then like joe and her husband's like communication their like chat was like staged like it looked like it was like a 
played. <laughs> it was embarrassing, <laughs> if anything. Like, right. I was actually in a clubhouse earlier today that was discussing Jersey, and that was the first thing I said was, um, I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but when I was watching that last night, prior to the scene of them all getting together, I thought, okay, this, this is probably legit, whatever. Um, then when I saw them all talking, specifically the husband, it just was so mm-hmm. inauthentic and felt literally staged. Like it, I did not, I, it was almost like they came out of Real Housewives of New Jersey for a minute to do this scene. And then they jumped back in because it did not feel like reality at all. I completely agree. It didn't make any sense. And like him being like, I I bought it until this week. Yeah. Like I bought the I bought that there was that too. it wasn't yeah. planned. And then this week, the way Joe Gorga can flip on a switch on people, and the way he didn't come for this guy, I'm like, no, you don't. And you it don't was care weird that he was like, drama. okay, well, we'll call it good if you like let me sell your sister's house. Cool. And it's like, wait, what? Yes. And you know, you know what else? I literally just thought of this now. Like, what else is should be a trigger? The fact that Teresa actually stood up ish for Joe and Melissa and said, You gotta make it right with my brother or else I won't let you sell my house. Like, Teresa doesn't do that ever. So that was clearly like she was told to do it. And she felt okay doing it because it wasn't real. It's so it's yeah. almost, that's a backwards way to really think. Yes, but no, like, you're, I feel it's that. Right. So you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, I'll piggyback off what you said about the storylines with the Gorgas. I literally don't need them to have storylines. I love them for the show. If they just show up and are filmed and are there and she's a housewife, I'm happy. I do not. Li- I literally don't need a storyline for them because they're good for the show. I love them. I agree. I when when I said that about them, it's like I just mean that like yeah, I, we we would be nowhere without the family storylines in Jersey. Of course, I want them oh. there. I just like. I just they also sure. so this real estate like, thing and, is like what a two episode, three episode arc. Like it's not even like that important to the season. Like just go. go. I am actually shocked too. I thought it was going to be way bigger. Like, I mean, yeah, I the agree. whole grow with Gorga, or was that last season that they did that grow with Gorga? No, I don't think we've seen that. I think they literally filmed that pre-filming. It was like, because you know, sometimes when they're like a couple weeks ago, and you're like, "Where was that scene?" I think right. it was like a scene that in in like pre-production for the show. When I think they, I think they tested Michelle for the show. Oh and yeah, they definitely did. I'm that. sure they did. Yeah. And so I think that they filmed that as part of a test for Michelle, and then um, it might not have gotten through because we so. For those that don't follow Steve, which once again, I don't know why you're not, but he does these amazing um, breakdowns of friend ofs that I've been Mm -hmm. obsessed with, these friend of deep dives. So you get so much intel, and whether that's from being friends with some of the wives or if it's just like from the gram, you get so much intel on when friends, friend ofs are hired, who was hired. You've been you went on this deep dive about Tammy from Atlanta. (laughs) I forgot about her. Obsessed with Tammy. Obsessed with her. And I wish that she was still a wife. I wish that she was still a friend of, but go check. Cause you have, you have it on your highlights mm-hmm. on Instagram and it's so interesting. I'm actually so, excited to do New Jersey's because um, I feel like people will probably forget or don't know that like, do you remember Jennifer Dalton from like season five? She was, she was an official friend of. Is season five the season with um, 
Is season five the season where they go to like to the they get a, the getaway where they fight? Yeah. Or it's the one where when Melissa was selling her house. Um, the first time Melissa and Joe were selling their house. I'm not remembering her. her. Can you real tell, estate, remind me about who she is? Her. It was whenever she, she was also out to dinner with Teresa and all the the evil girls. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm remembering it now. I like what her. What season are we yes. on now? She was actually tested. We're on 10? 11. 11. Yeah. Um, she was tested to be a, a housewife, but was demoted. And then Robin, do you remember Robin um, from season seven when Jacqueline returned? So that's the one season I did not watch of Jersey. Oh, okay. So th- in that season, there's a lesbian... Um, woman that named Robin that was friends with Teresa that was supposed to be a housewife but was demoted to friend. Got it. Um, That's the Siggy season, like Siggy's first yeah, season, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and let I don't know if people know that stuff, but I always find it so interesting, like I looking agree. at the casting and what was the reason that it didn't work. Like allegedly, that was because of um, Jacqueline didn't feel safe with her because of an incident that happened on one of the trips. But she could have easily been the the first lesbian housewife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, D- Fernanda was supposed to be on OC uh-huh. in season six. Like she literally, so, a cast photo was leaked of her in the yeah, center. Yeah, I, I saw you posted that. Wait, uh, so one friend of that I forgot about that I had learned about was the woman who was on the Brooks cancer season of OC. There was a woman who was supposed to be on that season, and something oh, happened yes, with Katie. with like uh, with crazy divorce and like insane. I think there was like domestic abuse in it or something like that. Insane storyline. And she got pulled from the show because what, what the tabloids had said that yeah. she left herself because of what was happening in her life. So they just had to cut this whole woman out of the, out of the whole season. She was like, she would pop up randomly. And like at the beginning, they introduced her as like Heather's neighbor, very much like they would introduce a new cast member. And then she's, I feel like she's at the beginning and she might even have been on a trip actually as well, but otherwise was cut out of the season. And, um, but she had basically filmed the whole season as a full-time housewife and then decided to walk away last minute after all of the shit that was going on when the shit hit the fan and it's stuff like that. Oh, and Danielle from season nine of OC, Lizzie and Shannon. Yes. Yes. Like I remember prior to the seat, like all of the tea that I put out there for those deep dives, I remember reading all of it before the season was like coming out. Like this was all the alleged stuff coming out. I'm like, man, this Danielle girl's going to be wild. And then the season's airing and I'm like, she said three words, what happened? And then we finally see like all the shit that went down that why she wasn't like she was maybe all of those things, but they literally cut her whole story. I'll be curious to see, like, of, because we have so yeah. many friend ofs on Atlanta. I'll be curious to see who like sticks around and who doesn't like, because like you're saying, there's so many of these like one-off characters, quote unquote, <laughs> women <laughs> that mm-hmm. are in these shows that just like fizzle away. And like, they're not, they don't even show up at like parties on camera, you know? So I'll be curious to see. I, yeah, I mean the Atlanta when I deep dove on them, that took so <laughs> it's long. It's like half of the so cast is friend yeah, ups. So many. <laughs> yeah, right. But I need OC to lean like lean when they finally get their shit together and figure out what they're doing. They really need to lean into the friend up because they don't anymore. It seems yeah. like because you don't need to have a bunch of 
like don't just cast people if or like you know stick with a cast that's shitty um just to you know not shake things up if you want to test someone out just hire him as a friend and yeah. see how it goes you know i know the the amount of i i, I wish that I, I sometimes i just want like to talk to a producer every day of the week on like the ins and outs of these things because there's so much more that goes into mm -hmm. all of this that we like don't even like mm -hmm. even oh, know about yeah. you know um Please. wait before we leave new oh, jersey yeah. i do wait i just want to talk talk briefly about we have to talk about jenny and getting blackout Incredible. it was amazing like she is it like made me like her a like, hundred times more truly and then I she came so we watched a little Brian. bit of watch what happens live with that she was on right after the show aired and it was just cherry on top because she's just unapologetic she's like yeah it happened i don't remember it i wish but it happened. would like like her more <laughs> I feel like Andy doesn't like laugh at her at all. Like, did you, you watch Watch What Happens mm -hmm. Live? Yes. He was yeah, like she... cringy. And I'm like, why are you not giving her like, you're giving her crumbs right now. She's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that he really dislikes her. I I've I, seen, I feel like I've noticed that every time she's come on there, yeah. he doesn't care for her. I don't know why. She I is think she's... literally the perfect blueprint of a housewife. Like, yeah. Could not be better because she is a villain when she's a villain, but she's redeemable when she's has her like home storylines with her brother, with her mom, with like right. her daughter. She's working bullied. hard. She is doing literally the Lord's work. And I swear to God, I need a housewife every season that is willing to throw cutlery or glassware. And if they <laughs> don't, and pissed. And Jennifer Aiden has done it every season since she's been on. She's also and just revealing you, so much about her family. She's like just throwing everything she has out there because I, it, she's like giving her, giving America and whoever's watching this, like all of this information about her poor mother and father that don't like each other. It's like, that's like tough television, like for them to watch and know that they are on. And yeah. we're getting like a glimpse. I, I often forget about this, but someone brought it up today in Clubhouse that we're getting like to learn so much about Turkish culture that yeah. like it's, oh it's God, not like, yeah, I never thought about it because I loved, I just love watching her. But yeah. in reality, we really are getting like Turkish culture, the arranged marriages, like yeah. all of that's like, it's amazing and fascinating to learn. That's you. Thank you for bringing that up. That is such a good point that I have not even, my privilege is showing because I didn't even think about that. Same. Like, yeah. Like that's such a good point. We don't have, we don't mm -hmm. have that on our shows. Yeah. I love her. I love her. Love and her. Who, a, a woman who's boldly, I just love a woman who doesn't give a fuck that there's a camera there and we'll just Also, she's not like crying. Please. She's not crying on IG about it. You know, she's just like, yeah, I like to have fun. You're so high. <laughs> when she was, when she just like I, let go and embraced like the men carrying her out to the car, I was just like, this is everything. Like she is everything. I literally, God bless my boyfriend because there have been mo like I saw myself in Jennifer in, a, in those moments. There are a few times that when my boyfriend and I first started dating and he, God bless him for staying with me because he was probably like, there's two specific times in a short period of time that I was wasted. And he literally probably was thinking, is this guy okay? <laughs> is he always like this? It's so funny you brought that up because I literally was about, before you said that, Steve, I was literally going to be like, I think you've been carried out, some, uh, carried out of somewhere. Before. Oh, 
1000 percent oh my god i've never yes. been carried like, out but i i have um fallen asleep on a toilet before like when i had gotten home <laughs> i uh, i love that journey yeah. for you I no, no, no. At the bar. I like get so <laughs> sleepy when I get like wasted that like fame, I will like close one eye and pretend like nothing's happening. I'll just sit there and like have a full conversation with one eye closed. I'm like, no one can tell. I'm just resting my eye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and tell a embarrassing AF story of go. me blackout because my poor boyfriend had to deal with this. This is keep this in mind. We were probably dating for like a month. So he goes on a work um, business trip or something. And um, I, he left keys to his apartment and <laughs> I go get hammered at El Rey, which has the strongest margaritas in DC. So if you go there, get the El Rey margaritas. They, okay. One of them will fuck you up, but we did like three pitchers or four pitchers of them. So you can picture what that was. Um, so I'm coming home and I am blackout. And I guess I needed to walk my dog. So um, I bring the dog out, walk him. And <laughs> I realized I didn't bring my fob to get back in. So the concierge is there, I'm not, you know, knocking and she lets me in and I'm wasted. Like I need to get in the room. <laughs> and she's like, do you live here, sir? I'm like, no, but my boyfriend does. And she's like, well, we need to hear from your boyfriend. And so I try calling him. He just happened to land, the, the plane just landed. So he just turned his phone on. So thank God the timing was right. Oh, and no. answered and she, she, he's like, I just remember getting a, con a call from the concierge saying that there's a gentleman with a dog trying <laughs> to get into your apartment. And he was like, yeah, go ahead, let him in. So I go upstairs, um, I pass out in bed and obviously I had the keys and he got home from his business trip, was pounding on the door for probably, he, he said like 20 minutes trying to get into his own apartment <laughs> that I do not live at. Yeah. Um, I finally get up, let him in, go back to the bed. All of a sudden, like I start getting so sick, puking. He takes yeah. me to the shower, <laughs> just throws me in. And he's like, you need, why don't you just take a shower? You'll feel better. I'm like, shut up, I'm <laughs> fine. And he's like, whatever. And then turns on the cold water shower and just leaves oh me Oh my in there. God. And I'm like, good for you. You just, you were put through a lot of pain today. <laughs> oh my God. That's a savage yeah. move. I love it. I love that for him. That was, hated it for me, but loved it for him. No, Kix will like famously just be like sitting. You'll like you'll like ask her a question, literally an eyes closed, and she's like, "Absolutely, yeah." Oh yeah, <laughs> just like one eyes completely closed. So your eyes are yeah. your giveaway too, because that's my yeah. giveaway of my drunk. So I I'm scary where I can drink a lot and I'm good, good, not good until good. I'm not. Yes, like, you like and I I'm, are the same. I am like so I can drink I can drink <laughs> a lot and like I can be fine on the exterior mm -hmm. and inside I can be like I'm feeling it, but like people are like you don't seem drunk and I'm like okay, well I'll do drink it's like, enough, give me another drink. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I I just take a sip of one thing and then like literally like glass eyes just like. I have a. Do you have blue eyes? Yeah, I have a. Well, it's probably 
a proven <laughs> fact. I don't even know, but I have this theory that blue eyes show your drunkenness way more than people mm, with dark eyes. I believe eyes. that because um, my eyes are my yeah. giveaway always. Like red, shiny, and then they're already blue. Mine's so like, like mine's like my eyes and then my wine mouth. <laughs> <laughs> mine, I have like good tolerance. Like I. Well, sorry, I can drink a long time, like you said you can. Like, yeah. I can go for a long time. But are you, my, if I take my first drink, I'm probably tipsy within half a drink. And it's really bizarre because I feel like I should be a cheap date, but I continue <laughs> drinking <laughs> instead of <Yeah>. stopping. <laughs> well, you yes, work hard exactly. and you deserve to play hard. Exactly. But, um, yeah. Wait, I was going to say something about my eyes, but I can't remember. But, um. Drunk That's eyes? Jersey. Drunk I eyes. Wait. I can't remember. Yeah. Jen, you're an icon. Jen, I'd yes. love to have you on the podcast. Jen, Jen let's come take tequila on. shots. I'm going live oh. with her on IG next week. Oh, well, perfect. Oh, so we'll tune in. Tune in for that. Oh, I'll, I'll be there. Um, Wait, so let's talk Atlanta. So we finally arrived at the super spreader event of 2020. Um, And... You know, it was it was what we thought it was going to be. There was yeah. a lot of fucking. And there was also there. a lot of footage. I was I knew that there was going to be a lot of footage, Tom. You were like, no, there's probably we're probably going to not get enough. But I'm like, I want to know what the process was of getting that footage. Like, did Bravo have to pay for it, or was she just like here take it? Like, because there Here's was my a lot of content. I, I feel like she literally hired the camera crew like as a separate <laughs> contract i mean maybe it was someone different but literally what if they hired the camera crew as just like an independent contract to film this wedding and then she sold that footage to bravo like that would be a loophole because like all these people were miked mm -hmm. like they caught hot mics so yeah. i mean it had to be something like that well, let's not forget that Atlanta is like the new like hotspot for filming. Like, like, like people film like movies in either like oh. Toronto, in LA, yeah. or you're going to Atlanta. So there is a plethora of production companies there that I'm sure that she could get her hands on a totally. team that would film for Bravo, regardless. But I do think that you have a good point though because they got the aesthetic of what they're mm -hmm. supposed to do. Like, yeah. like it wasn't just like it certainly wasn't just wedding footage exactly it like felt it was like, footage yeah they and didn't it, even need to put a disclaimer because it well i i know why they did because they didn't want to get in trouble but i felt like there was no cut no that's i i that think you're footage. right like that sounds so yeah. right just be like everything that we're coming up with it's like all points to that's definitely the people who film them before yeah. and after that wedding <laughs> So I want to talk about Eva a little bit, both in the wedding and then she was in this episode a lot. And I felt that she brought so much energy in this episode. And I'm like, where was this for the past three years that you were in Housewives? <laughs> like, yes, I, um, well, first I do want to say about the super spreader aspect of it. So I know a lot of people have mentioned watching the reality shows and everything. It's triggering because it's like, you know, we're in a pandemic and you know that, and you know, I don't like seeing this stuff. Like, they're not being responsible, yada, yada. Things have not been triggering for me as a viewer to watch it, but I will say the thing that has bothered me when in regards to pandemic watching this has actually just basically been Cynthia Bailey's storyline only because 
the way that she's talking about it, like all of her issues that are coming up with this wedding, she's acting like there literally is not a global Mm -hmm. pandemic. Like (laughs) literally like, oh my God, it's gonna, it's gonna rain. My dress is arriving late. Um, Dresses aren't gonna arrive in a pandemic. Like, yeah, it's a pandemic. Like literally she's just not giving, she's almost, and I don't think she's not like intentionally doing it, but it just feels so out of touch. And just like, she's in her own world and people aren't dying everywhere kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I just, you know, I I, I brought this up a lot with watching Atlanta. I, and- I don't, I, I'm growing, I don't know if it's me growing up a little bit, but I just have, my view on weddings has changed a lot. I used to think that I would be like, I want everything. And then yeah. now as I grow up a little bit, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know that I care about it that much. And sometimes I think weddings bring out like the scariest in people, both yeah. the people getting married and the people involved in the wedding. Like I've been, I don't know about y'all, but I've been a part of weddings where not the couple, mm-hmm. but the other people involved made the wedding about them or things like that. And when people go into weddings like this, like they just put these yeah. blinders on and she's like not recognizing she, I, I think it's going to take for her to watch the show back to recognize the fact that the important part of the wedding was just that she got to commit to being with Mike for the rest of her life. Yeah. And it's like, it's not actually, it doesn't really matter that there were 250 people there. Like that didn't, why did that yeah, matter? Like I why couldn't what? it have been a hundred? The people? thing is, the unfortunate thing is that like, I, I live in Atlanta now, so I'm like seeing it pretty much, daily and now that we're like it's things are getting a little better but it's like atlanta and georgia as a whole just it doesn't exist like the pandemic in their mind just doesn't exist on the same level that it does for like i don't know new york i'm curious to see how it plays out in like new york housewives but like masks are always on chins i mean people wear masks like in grocery stores but you go out of the city even a little bit and like no masks even in a hand so it's like things were have been so different in the south like we've seen that in just like what our parents have dealt with like in where they live like the same kind of issues so i feel like it's a little bit of that too where it's like well it's october the pin like the pandemic started in march like it's over It's over, right? Like, I also it's... have a theory about Cynthia because I agree with you. The wedding part, like what was really shocking to me was how opposed she was to just getting married on 10, 10, 20 and then celebrating like way in the future. Just do that. Right. So what yeah. I thought a lot more about this and I'm like, why is this such a big deal? I have a theory that maybe Cynthia knows that you know, this is probably my last season, which I don't know if that's the case, like, but she's Mm -hmm. been on for a long time. um, And so I wouldn't be shocked if it was her last season. And I wonder if she felt like this, like she wanted to do her, her wedding to be like her big, like send off kind of deal. And maybe that's part of why she was so focused on everything being big and good and grand. And like, if this may be the end of the road, I want it to go out. Yeah. That's a good point. But not to say that that's absolutely makes her yeah. right, but I understand more that mindset of her than just like, well, no, I can't get married on 1010. He could have had a future. I, I honestly, like my dream wedding would be in a scenario like her backyard, like on a little lake, private. Like, in the, beautiful. you could have put like twinkle lights in the trees. It would have, you could have made it still like grand. 
it could have just been 10 people not 250 <laughs> yeah. yeah no i agree yeah it's yeah, and no, honestly it's if they would have waited we could have actually gotten a good filmed like i mean we did get to see in, a, in there but maybe they would have like shown the wedding a lot more and there would have been you mm-hmm. know more drama or more things that we would have seen but they probably chose to neglect right. because uh you know the conditions so this kind of is a good segue to kind of the aunties versus <laughs> nieces thing what are your thoughts on like i know Monty was tweeting recently about how she thinks that there's like kind of like a big change that's going to happen with the cast and i'm just curious where everyone's at with that because i like really like all these i'm really liking latoya for the show i think she's a mess she's a but mess. like it's fun you know and i think she's a good mix in there i i but I also want the aunties, quote unquote, to stay. Like, I don't know where I'm at. Where are you guys at with it? Steve. Um, so for me, obsessed with Drew and LaToya for the show. They It's giving me um, season five energy where Portia and Kenya brought new life into the franchise. Um, and really, we haven't seen Housewives stick since Portia and Kenya. Like, yeah, you're right. Tammy was supposed to be full time. She was Claudia Jordan. Uh, Kim Fields. Justice for Claudia Jordan. Okay, Claudia was good too, I thought. No? I've, I feel like that's one of my unpopular opinions. Everyone loves Claudia Jordan. For me, she just did not feel authentic. And she yeah. this was like one of the times where it was very obvious that they brought in a housewife from like, she was from LA. Detroit or something. Or LA. Oh, Detroit, yeah. yeah or no, one no, of sorry. them. And she moved there just to join the show. And it yeah. felt that way to me. Um, but I see, like, she did do good. Like, she read Nini for Filth, and I left her speechless. So that the was... The ramen hair. Oh, she was nailing <laughs> that. So I'll give her credit where credit's due. Yeah. But, um, like, all of these housewives don't stick on Atlanta. It's very hard to cast because they have such a strong... They ha- have had such a strong cast over the years. Um, but these two are really giving me confidence in the future of Atlanta because Toya bless this girl's dumbass heart because she you I feel like she's seen the show before but you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it though because she does not know how to navigate oh, oh yeah you're right. it's like she literally is like doing the stuff as a seasoned person coming in on the show or a fan coming in on the show you would know you're doing it all wrong. Mm -hmm. And I love watching every minute of it. And Drew, now that she's sort of like melded with the group and been involved, like once the trip hit, I feel like she, like I've, she's been on the cast for ages. Like she seems just natural. I love watching her, her and Shamia on the trip to me were so cute. I love Shamia. Shamia is everything to me. I need more Shamia, seriously. I agree. Shamia, I just love her. She's always so- Do you remember on season nine when she was like, I heard that so-and-so and so-and-so, and and then she did like the oral sound. Do you remember that? Jim? she was like, she was like, Oh no, that was, they were talking about Shamia. That was when Shamia like was like, no, that was um, Phaedra. (laughs) That's when the cheating rumors. Yeah. But she was talking about some Shamia and Candy hooking up. So she said, "Mm -mm." (laughs) it was was a lot. Yes. Good. Oh my God. That's my favorite season of Atlanta season nine. It's so good. Okay. Hot take season eight and nine are like my favorite seasons of Atlanta and Nini was not Yeah, there. I mean, we're seeing that this yeah, season I too. Agree. This season's so good and Nini's not here. And, and I think that she's 
thinks that she carries Atlanta, which we've proven time and time and time again, she doesn't. No. Yeah, it's like, I understand why fans are not truly feeling this season because I, looking at it production wise, there's a lot of things missing and like, there's a lot of cutting and pasting I felt like they've done this season, which is, it, it's, it sucks. I understand they wanted to like move the season along, but at the same time, it also just kind of confuses people more and, and it doesn't make it feel like a cohesive season in an already sort of like transition mm -hmm. year. And so I see that, but I am loving it. And I honestly, I do feel like there was a piece missing this season. And I think it, it wasn't Nini though. I would love to have seen a Sheree or Phaedra, justice for Sheree. She was on the wrong side of history in season 10, but this woman brings it. She is perfect for that show. And yeah. I want her back. She's like a Melissa Gorga in the sense that she's she brings more than melissa gorga but like she's someone i don't care if she doesn't have a storyline give her a housewife peach title and bring her on the i show. mean the storyline is one. her getting married to her man like that's the storyline let's bring that yeah Hopefully. let's let's have that wedding next season <laughs> sure i well i do think bolo filled a very large gap in this physically season. and very large so, yes yeah physically <laughs> <laughs> I, and spiritually yes. <laughs> i had a realization um when the episode was airing that i forgot that i had seen bolo perform um and was watching it with karen huger which you can imagine how fun that was um so he, he was part of <laughs> a candy. lot to unpack <laughs> yeah let's unpack all that sorry so candy's dungeon show uh -huh. went to DC back in May of 2019. And whenever they announced the dates, uh, Monique and I were like, oh, we, we definitely need to go to that. So, um, but I had moved out to LA and I did fly back for it. And um, so it was me, Monique, uh, Karen, Candace, their husbands, not Ray, Ray was not there. And then- um, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Yovana joined us that bitch Yovana. that bitch um i also this is i don't think i've ever talked about this on a pod or anything but i also um caused a little drama accidentally prior to all of it um okay. because on my personal social media i like put out like oh my god nini's coming with us to the show and i don't know if someone like followed my personal that did like that like does like Atlanta tea or something and saw it and they passed it on or something. But Nini was under the impression that like the way the language said and she thought that it appeared that Monique was saying like, we invited her to our table and it wasn't like that. It was, it was Nini being Nini, like yeah, taking, sure. taking something completely out of left field. Um, so she didn't end up coming and I think it was my fault. <laughs> But Yovana did come. Iconic. <laughs> it was literally because, like, she's she was so mad. She was like, "What do you mean? Like, it's I don't need to come to your table if I wanted a table. Like, I could have." She's like, "We didn't say that." Well, <laughs> we okay, I have to say though, what is more iconic? Be I don't know what is more iconic: going to a party with Nini or being the reason Nini didn't come to a party. I think the latter. I is kind of iconic. Yeah, and I've never actually told this story. So, but yeah, she was pissed. 
And then I felt horrible. I was like, oh my God, like if I, if I shouldn't go and hopefully Nini will come, like I will stay home. She's like, oh no, no, we've been planning this. Like you're gonna come, it's no big deal. But like, it definitely was the reason why. Yeah, I heard it here first, literally. Um, <laughs> Hear that yeah. page six. There you go. But Candace, or sorry, Karen and I watched Bolo's performance at the edge of our, like the balcony. And I just, I can't tell you whether Bolo's performance was better or watching Karen watch Bolo's performance. Mm. Yeah, elaborate. How did she take that? It in? was everything. It's everything you would picture it to be. A mix of like Brandom Karen, where like, oh, like that kind of deal. But also then fun Karen, like, oh, I want to try that kind of deal. Yeah. So it was, it was beautiful to watch. Oh, wow. It's like we're one degree from Karen Hughes. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bolo. No, and Bolo. Or two degrees. Another fun, fun fact um, Giselle was there that night. She was by herself across the, <laughs> where, the venue by herself. Um, Candace, Monique, and Karen were all invited to come up on stage, which they did. Giselle was not. Um, Love that for us all non-Giselle fans. Um, yeah, we, we uh, that's this, that's us here too. We're, we're the non-Giselle hive. <laughs> so watching that was great. And it was also, unfortunately, like that, so that was on a Friday. Sunday was the episode on episode, or season four, when things started to turn for Monique and Candace's friendship. And that was really like the last good time, I feel like. Oh. Yeah, you really snuck in there before the barn. It was so sad. Like literally that Sunday. Well, no, this was back in season four. Yeah. No, but, I know. You oh, just really got your time in. I know. Because you know? they were such a good fucking deal. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. They were fun to be around. Like they were literally so fun. I hate it. But um, yeah, that Sunday, that Candace and that was when she like turned on Monique and rest is history. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there's a little Potomac yeah. for everyone. We love I to love hear it. it. Oh, I God, miss I them. Miss yeah. The they are filming right now and I cannot yeah. cannot wait. Yes. I'm so yeah. ready. I know it'll be I know yeah. it'll be next fall, but um, I literally it, want Karen Huger in her confessional. I would just watch confession yep. an hour of confessionals of Karen Huger One thousand percent. That's all. We just like, need her. We don't need people's couch, but just Karen Huger. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. there's something Watching there. Her. Karen. Honestly, like that. Yeah. And then I still stand by the fact we need a talk show with Kim Richards and Mary M. Cosby. I want it to be called Snow. <laughs> <laughs> just so like, many meanings. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> so, so many meanings. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that I'm like chaotic to talk to because I am just all over the place, but imagine Mary M. Cosby and Kim Richards having a conversation. The most chaotic right? people to talk to in the world, I would think. It would be a hell of a roller coaster ride. I completely agree. And you're not chaotic to talk to. Like you're you're the best. I don't know why you think I that. go don't on tangents no, you're, though. Like you're I, amongst no, friends. We I also go on tangents. Yeah. No, I would rather have a conversation like that than have a conversation where I'm like so then Candy went to the bathroom <laughs> and what did you think of that? Like, that's like, fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's lively conversation. Like, I feel like when we're podcasting, it's like we're going on, yeah. we're like dating people and you want to, yes. like, you want to go on a date with someone 
that is like right. easy to yeah. talk to and lively, you know? You know what? I never thought about that. Go, doing a podcast together for the first time is really like a first date. It could go it well is. or it could go horrible. Yeah. You're so right. I also well, just think of like my boyfriend though, like I'll like say something. He's like, wait, what? And it's like in my head, I was, had been thinking about something or like something popped in and I forgot that I hadn't talked about it. <laughs> so I'll yeah. just like, all of a sudden yeah. start blurting and he'll be like, where did, what are you talking what are you about? Talk- Wait, so does your boyfriend watch Bravo? <sighs> this is another sad story. I think I ruined Bravo for him. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> this poor no, my guy. My boyfriend doesn't watch it either, so. Yeah, he, when we first started dating, we would watch them together. And then we started dating. Oh, I started Faces right around. The- oh, no, just kidding. Two years after we started dating. But, like, we the obsession of Bravo for me in Real Housewives and how much it consumes me. He's just like, whoa, I can't take it. This It's always on the TV. It's all, like, yeah. he can't watch it. So, and I drag him to like, you know, events or like, you know, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I think stuff. my so, boyfriend would agree. God bless Monique's him brunches. <laughs> he, I will say he clocked Kelly Dodd from the moment he met her. He did not like her. And I always was like, no, no, she's, she's fine. It's just, it's an exterior thing. Like, Totally, she's good. Racist. He's like, no, I don't like that woman. She's racist. No, she's a monster. He clocked her. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so any other thoughts on Atlanta? I mean, I thought I had a fun, <laughs> fun time. <laughs> Amazing. Are you in a matching set? Um, Atlanta. Oh, I'm in a. Uh... <laughs> so oh, cute. Is it, is it a jumpsuit? We're getting yeah. a. We're, oh my god. For the listeners, is so cute. See, where is this from? Where is oh. this from? Um, you know those like sketchy websites that pop up on your Instagram ads? One thousand percent. And you like, I literally debated for weeks whether to actually purchase, and then finally I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy a whole bunch of shit, <laughs> and if it, I'll do it on PayPal, and they <laughs> will do a refund if it doesn't show up, right?" Um, and you know what? It showed up, and it some of the things great. were a hit. Some of the things were definitely not what was pictured. I, okay. <laughs> my favorite is, you know, those like trendy, like hipster hoodies that are like woven that. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. it's supposed to be like, oh, I don't try, but it's also like. those are, 1000%. Yeah. Um, yeah. So saw this incredible one on this website and it arrived. It's basically <laughs> like <laughs> the cheapest fabric that you can think and it's like they screen printed the woven yes no. it's, it's oh. not woven like it is so so bad but oh, like so bad. good bad that like i will never wear it in public but i will keep it yes you can yeah. no you have to keep it that that is yeah. iconic screen pr- talk about i mean lazy we're screen it's pretty it's pretty bold design. they're Amazing. like yeah we'll just we'll it's just so fr- bold. fraud people well, you bought yeah. it and you didn't return it I, and i did yeah <laughs> they got me i mean yeah totally um well once again any final thoughts on <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i want fallon to have a peach i know we haven't seen a lot of her but this bitch is rich Yes, she's and like we get a, a Medusa yeah. freak out next week. I can't wait for that. Um, she's like the she gives me Heather Dubrow vibes Ooh, of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they, I'm here for it. That's kind of like what I get from her. The only sad thing that I'm 
hoping doesn't deter her from coming back next year and hopefully holding a peach is it looks like her and her husband are on the outs yeah like they ended things potentially and i hate that for her because she looked like she had a picture perfect life but you know what better, yeah, what better way oh what fuck. better time to get yeah, you exactly. on our television screen <laughs> oh, your that's so true and Por that that was Porsche's tagline when she first started. Yeah. I had a picture perfect, or people say I have a picture perfect leg, and I do. And then she got divorced right away. So Fallon yeah. 2.0 or Porsche 2.0 is Fallon. I want Fallon to sing Amazing Grace on her way out. Like oh my Porsche God, did. yes, <laughs> yes. I want to do like a mashup of all of the housewives that have sung Amazing Grace at one point on the shows, like Melissa Gorga when she did Save a, the wench like a wench me. like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rue has done it. I'm sure there's been others. Save a wench like me really gets me every time. Incredible. Especially because she's like, save a wench. Like, it's so, She was like, really off. getting in. She's, but she's, like, going off on her, like, low-pushed head voice. She's like, yes. wench like <laughs> me. <laughs> I also love that I feel like they were trying to play it off like it was, like, Oh, we caught her singing in the closet. Like she wasn't on camera or anything. And it was supposed to play off like, oh, she was she wasn't even thinking like she was being filmed. Bitch. No, she like knew. she knew it was like the entryway to that uh her singing career. R.A.P. that recording studio. Yes. I want did they get rid of it, do you think? And or was that still there when they were selling the I don't house? Know. I I don't know. I, I mean, think she was truly now, so. ahead of her time. Her on display's a bop. <laughs> If it came on out display, now, on display, I feel like it would do well now if it wasn't already like if yeah. it was brand new. Yeah, BB Rexa, who I mean, like, yeah. I think Melissa Gorga could like Thank do the you. same. Um, how about when she wrote that "How Many Times" song and sang it to Joe across the the table, like that long mm -hmm. an on her, the anniversary? It was just such a beautiful moment. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, song. Atlanta. Um, no. Wait, so we're... I don't think so. In Atlanta, my bad. No, 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 no. Wait. Okay. Well, we're, we're gonna take. Wait. We're gonna take just a short little break. We'll be back with Steven one second for just our final little segment before we let him go. Okay. We'll be back in one second, y'all. Okay, and we're back. Hey. Steve, we always say this at the at the beginning of this final segment, and yeah. it's not fake. I really mean it. You've been such a joy. This is oh, yes, this was so wonderful. Blast. Thank you Thank so much you. for coming on. I had so much fun. So anytime you want to shoot the shit, talk housewives. That's what we do here. So you're know. welcome back yes. anytime because we that's what we love. That's perfect. And whenever things open up and you make your way to LA, we will do a blackout yes. Jennifer Aiden brunch brawl. I need it. I need and I need Sasha to be there too. Oh yes. The first time the first time we had Sasha on the pod, she was like, "Do you guys know Steve?" I'm like, "No, we don't we haven't met him yet." And he's, she's like, "He's the best time to go out with in LA. Like you have to like one day come to LA and go out with us." Literally Sasha and I met like I literally just said, "Let's go get drinks whenever um I realized we were both in LA and we did that hung out first time, had a blast. The next time um, I randomly was like, let's go get drinks again. Let's go to the Beverly Hills. Oh, the polo lounge at the Beverly yeah, Hills, okay. you know, get, get like a, some nostalgia for Beverly Hills. Yeah. And we got there at four and I have a feeling she got an Uber home at like 4am or 5am. Like <laughs> we literally had a fucking ball. So 
so fun. Get out here when it's safe. Yes, It'll please. I would yes. love to. And um, so we like to wrap up on a fun just chat. After we've gotten to know each other, we like to just, like place each other in the reality world somewhere. So we just kind of talk about where in the reality sphere we'd see each other. So Kix and I are going to start with our thoughts on you. And then I want you, we want to wrap up with you kind of like placing us somewhere. And okay. this get creative. It or can be non-Bravo. It can be um, reality competition mm-hmm. shows. Anything, anything it want. also could be a never. We've had it all. <laughs> so- <laughs> Can I say yeah. my, oh, my dream, like, for yeah. a reality show, for placing, oh, wait, I'm wait, no, placing no. you no. guys. Yes, in. you're placing us, we're oh, placing okay, you. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, so, I mean, I think you'd be, like, uh, we've talked about these drunk stories, I think you'd be an iconic Jennifer Aiden on, on yes, the Gay Housewife show. I mean, we need, we need the Gay Housewife. You have the connections into the Housewives world. I feel like you could be an easy audition, at least, to get cast on the first, like, WeHo cast, and... We need a nurse. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't love you? You're a nurse. You like to have fun. It's all there. I love that you said this because, like, I actually would never do reality TV because I'm a nurse. Because unless I had all the money, I'd never have to worry about money again. I would do it in a heartbeat. But I feel like, and I talked to Dr. Moon about this um, on Clubhouse. I feel like physicians and nurses are held, or, and, like, I feel like teachers and stuff, we may be are held to a standard where like if you saw me getting blackout on television people wouldn't want to hire me kind of deal in the hospital because i went pediatric cancer nurse you know if okay. you see me getting wasted and blacking out they're like he's a nurse that kind of thing which i sure. hate that that's a stereotype because i would love nurses to be i feel like sierra is like the first nurse i feel like we've seen yeah really. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, because well, Carrie no, Duber and oh my God. yeah, they're all nurses. Luann, Luann Daly, Kim Zolciak, right? Kim Zolciak's a nurse. Yeah, Kim, Kim Zolciak, practicing, practicing. Like nurse. The keyword yeah. is practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like because I don't know that hospitals would be super excited about us being our true selves because nurses party hard. <laughs> I, that, yes. I've seen it because <laughs> so our my next door neighbors here my next door neighbors in my apartment Kix Kix used to live in this apartment with me um, uh-huh. and so our next door neighbors uh, one of them was a nurse and he would throw these huge ragers with all the nurses at Columbia Medical Center and I mean black I, every time I left I was blackout I, that was the worst hangover I've ever had in my fucking life I used to host the for my old hospitals unit or the unit I worked on the Christmas party every year that literally there was it was so iconic because every year something big and dramatic happened like everyone got wasted and then there was always some big dramatic event that happened there and of course these are not people that you hang out with these are your co-workers so it's always so it was so much fun but that's what happens I feel like nurses in their off time they're like fuck works hard we're gonna go ahead and like turn up (laughs) well so then i guess my next thing i guess i would say about my idea for you on a show is we should just have a nurse's show that's my idea that's my dream idea um like i would love for you know travel nurses Mm -hmm. you know like yeah yeah. so like hospitals nursing have nursing shortages all the time so they fill them with travel nurses so i think it would be brilliant to get a group of travel nurses that are friends and that want to travel the country to different rotations and they're like working in the hospital like say 
Sunday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something. And then they have the other days to like film their party set so that they're not like viewed as like going mm-hmm, into work mm-hmm. hungover or something. Yeah. Cause you know, you don't drink before a shift or right? Of course like not. Yeah. But, um, but they could like get around that by like making sure their shifts or whatever, you know, the beginning of the week and then they can have their party aspect at the end of the week. And I think it would be great because it would be these people that are friends traveling the country to different hospitals. You could see what nurses do on the professional side, but then see the party aspect on the weekends. Uh, okay, pitch it to Embassy Row, baby. <laughs> Is someone listening to me? <laughs> someone! Did you not hear me on Dumpster Dive? Like, I had a good idea. <laughs> um, wait, so Steve, what are your thoughts on the two of us? Okay. If any. Well, this is what... <laughs> I mean, I'm gathering, I feel like we would all do well together in a show because you sound like my kind of people yeah, to go okay. out with. So I want y'all to revive <laughs> Most Eligible Dallas because you guys are from Dallas. I want, mm-hmm. have you all seen that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I want you guys, but make it like brunch, fun, blackout, Jennifer Aiden, not so much the hoity-toity, High society, most eligible Dallas. I want, I want to see the fun Dallas turn up. That's there, and you have family aspect. So that is another thing in Dallas. Like the gay scene in Dallas, like especially the drag scene, is so old and like iconic that there is, like that kind of world would be so fun to see on television. Have you ever done drag? I did drag in college a little bit. Like we did drag shows then, but mm-hmm. um, it's not like I don't want to do drag. It's just like, like as a as a like as a side gig, I think it's too much commitment for me. Just in terms oh. of like the work of it yeah. all. I mean, shaving like, his yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I didn't mean like as like uh, as your job or like a side gig. No, no, no. It is course, so much work. No, no, no. We, I used to, we, the drag shows in college were like our favorite time of the year. We all like had a number and we did all these group numbers and all this stuff. And I literally love it. Like it's I the, love. it is the best time. I just wish that I like, wasn't like so hairy and like, didn't have to worry about that. So <laughs> I do drag like full on drag once a year. Like I always am wearing a wig, but full on drag. I do like once a year in DC, you guys should come to it. Um, whenever we didn't do it last year because obviously a pandemic, but it, um, the Washington Hilton, it's a charity event for like, um, smile in the DC center. It's like LGBT charities and there's a big, um, like drag pageant called Miss Adams Morgan. But the best part of it is not the pageant even it's everybody in DC rents out like the Washington Hilton. It's like, one of the biggest hotels so there and yeah. literally everyone is in drag like not i know people probably you know there's always the stereotype of like if you do drag you have to be like super effeminate no like muscle dudes like everyone is in yeah in drag and it's so fun and we got you know we get our make we always get like a suite and our makeup artists come and they do our face so, so fun, fun. yes Tom and do I it once a year and it's so fun. Tom and I did drag at our church when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking, but um, it's true. I were you um, Jesus? Well, and he I was famously Mary? was Jesus one time in a in uh, no. um, for a Christmas show. <laughs> but we would do like we would do um, 
variety show things at church <laughs> and like we yes. did captain and Tennille one year and i was love will keep us together was our first yes i was yes. captain of course um <laughs> and then i was Tennille. i love this journey yeah and then we did we did we did man i feel like a woman mm -hmm. we did car wash and then our final one our our farewell to that part of our life was we did we are family and our dad did drag and our mom did boy drag I love your parents. They're the best. Yeah, um, they're the best. I also had a realization. <laughs> they're incredible. Countess yeah. and friends, but you two? Wait, what'd you say? Countess and friends, but you two. Yeah. Okay. Here yeah, for just it. Hamlet and friends. <laughs> I love this. Wait, when Lou goes back on the road, you better like try I'm to get so in down. on Countess and friends. Okay. I want to see this. Now I have, I think Lou wouldn't remember me because Lou and I had a tiff for a moment. We had a yes. fight. Oh no. <laughs> what did you do to Lou? Okay, so you have to. You I, can't tell this whole story. We've told it on the pod so many times. I've so. told it already. I'll give you a brief synopsis of it. But essentially, I was working Pride in New York City, and she was on the float that I was working, and the float was um, not about her. And they were there were all these T-shirts for this charity sponsoring this girl who was sick with some sort of cerebral disease, and. Um, we were rolling t-shirts that had this girl's like name on it mm -hmm. and Lou walked up to me and goes no one told me there'd be t-shirts I, I didn't say like uh girl code new single out now and I don't know what came over me but I looked at her <laughs> like deep in the Luann eyes and I said I I'm so sorry but I don't know that this is about you <laughs> oh my god I love you and she got really that is iconic. For Wait. the full story, everyone go back and listen to Raven Raven of Mainly Bravo's episode of Dumpster Dive. I think uh, it was it 20. Was, episode I, I tell 20. the full story there. Yeah. I tell the full story there, but that is essentially yes. what happened. Yes. I feel like the woman <laughs> in the back of um, season six yes. finale watching Aviva throw her leg right now. Like, watching this. <laughs> yes. This is, that's amazing. Like, a quick, like, well, I don't think it's about you incredible it was so quick i was like i don't know what came over me it was like the ghost of bethany frankel just like inhabited my body and i was like uh oh that is amazing i so, yeah. fun fact but maybe lou will forget about that yes. and i would love to be on her show with her that i actually i feel like it'd be even better if she didn't yes. forget about it and you surprised oh, yeah. her on stage that would oh, be amazing love it, love it. yeah oh she when she came to la for countess and friends we she had like a little after party downs below the stage and like watch it crappens boys uh amy phillips uh Bo, um those other other people were there and um we like partied after the show down there lou came out of her dressing room literally two times like walked into the party <laughs> everyone was like woo and then literally would walk back into her dressing room. She would literally come out for the praise and then retreat. <laughs> I think, wasn't there like a segment like that on the show where she was like, I have to go. I feel like there was on the show, there was a scene where she was like, I have to go like say hi to friends. It was like, a, maybe at that like Halloween show she did or something where she was like, I have to like say hi to people and then I'll be back. Or when they came to see, I don't know. It, oh, it, it was like then on the show. They were yes. pissed because Ramona, Sonia and them like showed up and she like, didn't um she didn't like pay any attention to them and that's when she had her confessional where she's like 
You can ask anyone in this town, ladies. That's showbiz girls. <laughs> ask anyone. You, I like Steve, you that. need to lower your voice about an octave. Yes. But yeah. I, honey, it doesn't go that low. <laughs> I know my neither. <laughs> For uh, wait, wait, so Steve, we've made our way to the end of the episode. Uh, before we let you go, can you just plug uh, the IG, any IG lives you have coming up? You have one with Jen coming up. Yes. All that stuff. Um, so faces by Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really use Twitter that much, but I use it for, if I want to like post tweets on my Insta, um, follow me there. And then clubhouse. I am like living for clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Are you guys on? We haven't, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't done much. I only have like paneled on one, but I need to get into it more. I just get, let's I, do so one I, next I don't week. Get, I would, yeah, I'd love it. I just, I don't get nervous here. For some reason, I get nervous when the visual's not there. Like, mm. I know everyone's listening to this as an audio format, but what I love about this is that we're looking at each other and right. like, we're like working off of each other. Yeah. But what I struggle with is like, <laughs> I was on, like, I was on one and I was like talking and then I said something that I thought was like, mildly funny and just like no one said anything after and i was like okay so i'm like the worst i'm like the worst person that in the world you're right because we're all right. on mute so like right. unless people actively unmute while they're laughing it could right. be like a dead <laughs> oh that's i'm like a slut for like a like just i need i need a one laugh like yes. laugh track me i may i maybe i'll bring my own laugh track on clubhouse and be like there, oh my god what about yes. luann and then just like <laughs> laugh track in the background of my Thing. That is true. That that can be a because I've I've had that same scenario and you're like, wait, did I say something wrong? Yeah, it's just probably it's just part of the platform. But yeah, let's right. do let's organize one. We'll do. One I would together. love it. I really I really would love it. Yeah, yeah. on Clubhouse next week. Um, actually, it's the same day that I'm doing my live with Jennifer Aiden on Instagram. Right after that, we are doing um, what's it called? Uh, our unpopular Bravo opinions, where we in, with Sam, who's Bravo historian. Yeah. Um, we invite everyone up to the stage, um, share your unpopular Bravo opinion. Mine is, for instance, Kim Richards is actually the reason for the early success of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, Love it. it. Things like that. Or season six of New Jersey is actually not that bad, like everyone says it is. Um, and then we all like unpack it and talk about it. And it's, it went for like three hours last time. It was so fun. That's fun. We'll definitely tune in. Yay. And um, yeah, um, so you can follow uh, me at the Tom Hamlet. You can follow Kicks at Kicks Hamlet. That's C I X. Yes, and then follow the pod at Dumpster Dive Pod, and then um, we have a Patreon we just launched. So so catch on to that. We mm -hmm. are covering everyone's origins of reality television. We're covering uh, Real World, the reboot there right now, and then after that, probably some American's Next Top Model, Flavor of Love, all that stuff. So check that out. Rock of um, love, the good rock, stuff. Yes. So check that out. That's uh, patreon.com slash dumpster dive pod. And everyone have a fantastic night, Steve. Thank you. Say bye to everyone. Thank you. And I literally just remembered the brunch spot. 801 in DC. And if you're in DC, go to 801. <laughs> go to 801 Perfect. for brunch. Oh my God. Thanks again for having me, guys. I had a blast. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, Steve. <laughs>